Midtown Detroit studios of WDET. This is Detroit Today. Cash is king, or so we were taught. But with the rise of cashless merchants and transaction, where does paper money fit in our local economy? This week, Detroit City Council passed a new law requiring food and retail businesses to accept cash as payment. But is the new law necessary? Detroit City Council member Angela Whitfield Calloway joins us to share why she sponsored the bill and believes it's good for Detroit. We'll also hear from Metro Detroit Black Business Alliance President and CEO Charity Dean about her concerns with the law. That's next on Detroit Today. But first, the news from NPR. Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Nick Austin filling in for Stephen Henderson. Cash is kink. It's a colloquial phrase you can hear often in the world of finance. But over the past few years, especially coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, for many consumers, it may feel like cash, and in this case, I mean specifically paper money, is now at best a baron, possibly a duke. That's because of the rise of access to cashless transactions, digital payments by credit card and cash apps in our society. The rapid rise of cashless transactions occurred for many by necessity, allowing monetary transactions with less or even no person-to-person contact at the height of the pandemic to reduce risk of transmission. But as in-person events and interactions return, cash transactions remain on the decline. But how much of this is consumer versus business driven? Just a quick story for you, as I personally went through this a bit this past Saturday when I attended my first Tigers game at Comerica Park in years. My friend paid for the ticket, so I told him I'd take care of the burgers. Except I only brought cash with me to the ballpark. And I was very surprised when I made it to the register with my food, only for the attendant to tell me my cash was no good there. And even though I ended up with free food as a result of this and a free ticket courtesy of my friend, thanks much for that, it still made me wonder, what about people without bank accounts? What about people who don't trust cash apps? Since when is cash not a valid form of currency? Well, soon in Detroit, cash may be king once again. That's because this week, by way of a unanimous vote, Detroit City Council passed a new law requiring retail and food service businesses to accept cash or face misdemeanor penalties, including up to $500 in fines and potential jail time. But while the new law, which takes effect in September, was, has been celebrated by some other groups, including businesses, have expressed concerns. Do laws like these place undue burdens on small businesses who may rely on cashless models to operate efficiently? Should we just let the market decide whether running cashless businesses are even viable? Are these protections necessary to protect the interest of all citizens, both consumers and business owners in Detroit? A little later, we'll be joined by Charity Dean to hear her perspective on the changes as the president and CEO of the Metro Detroit Black Business Alliance. But first, we're joined by Detroit City Council member Angela Whitfield Calloway, who represents District 2 and sponsored the new law we're discussing today. 
Council Member Whitfield Calloway, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And good morning. Good morning to you as well. And let's just start from the top. Why did you introduce this new ordinance? Real, real simple. Your experience at um, Tiger Stadium, simply trying to take your money to a concession stand or concession counter to buy a couple burgers and you were turned away because you had cash was my experience as well. I went to a plum market in October of 2022 with a $20 bill just to buy a salad. And I was turned away because they said they didn't accept cash. That was my first experience with a cashless business. It was a new phenomenon to me. I didn't know that there were businesses in my city that didn't accept cash. And and it made me feel um, uh, a little discriminated against. It felt a little Jim Crow-ish, for lack of a better word. Um, And I just couldn't believe um, that a business could turn a customer away, not because of the person's color or gender, but because they chose to use a legal tender to to, to purchase a product or service. I couldn't believe it. And so I took action. Well, that's and what, that's how this all came about. That makes sense. And the action you took is this new ordinance. I went through a little Absolutely. bit of it, but I'll let you tell people in your own words, what does the ordinance do? Real simple, except cash. <laughs> okay. Real simple. It's not a complicated ordinance at all. It just simply says the purpose, and I'm going to read it to you. Section 440-3-1, purpose. The purpose of this ordinance is to provide consumers with the freedom to choose to pay in cash for the purpose of goods and services at retail businesses or food stores, brick and mortar, which accept in-person payments. Real simple ordinance. I'm not going to allow anybody to complicate it with debate or confusion. It's real simple. And it protects the rights of people to choose whether or not they want to use cash, debit, or credit card. There are over 100,000 people in the city of Detroit today who are either underbanked or unbanked for whatever reason. It could be because they they don't qualify for a bank account because you have to qualify to get a bank account. Whatever the reason, maybe they have some type of apprehension about having a bank account because of a past experience. That's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is the federal government is still producing cash. It's a legal tender. So I why hear- make it illegal in our city when it's legal? Right. So I, that's why this ordinance came about. Real simple, except cash is legal. Um, and to, to do otherwise, we can't allow the market to dictate or decide for us. We are the market. You are the market. We dictate what businesses should do. If we allow them to do what we, that makes us uncomfortable, then we acquiesce. We give up our power. We give up our options, our freedom to choose as a consumer. So I took action because I felt that businesses were putting what's convenient for them ahead of what's convenient for the consumer. And if the consumer stopped purchasing products and services, it's going to impact our economy in a devastating way. Well, council member, I want to jump off of that because you said something very important there. We are the market. And so that that would make me wonder then, though, uh, if we are the market, can't we respond as the market? Did you have constituents telling you that this needed to uh, occur or was this just your own person? You did have multiple constituents tell you this. Let me tell you this, sir. This was not an ordinance driven by council. 
This was clearly an ordinance driven by the people, the residents of the city of Detroit. It wasn't driven by my own personal experience, although it, that was the, um, it triggered it, mm. for lack of a better word. It triggered it. But what supported it, what gave it um, the wind, it was the people. Right. Everywhere I went, every corner of this city, that was, it wasn't even an organized survey question. It was real simple. Do you still use cash when you make purchases? Wherever I went, I had my staff doing it. I had residents doing it. We did our own non-traditional type survey. Do you still use cash? And what's your preference? And nine times out of 10, sir, this is a true story. They still use cash in the city of Detroit. It's nothing that I've made up. You had cash in your pocket when you went to Comerica Park and you were taken aback. You were surprised when they didn't accept your cash. So that's been an experience of a lot of Detroiters in the city of Detroit. And I knew it was going to be a problem if we allowed it to um, become commonplace, mm. to be uh, to become a cashless society. Sure. We're not ready for that yet. Not in the city of Detroit. And neither was Philadelphia. They tried it. They reversed it. Neither was San Francisco. They tried it. They reversed it. Amazon Fresh, they tried it. They reversed it. And the state of Massachusetts tried it and they reversed it. Yeah. It's It impacts such a large segment of our population. And, and, and what we're doing is we're, we're allowing the marketplace business owners to discriminate against homeless people, youth, seniors, um, folks who immigrate to our country and don't have proper identification to even get a bank account. Yeah. A lot of people, sir, you may not know this, they work what I call under the table. They get paid in cash. They're working um, on some projects that you're not even aware of, but they're getting paid in cash. Or if they're getting paid with a payroll check, they take that payroll check. You may not know this, but it's commonplace in the city of Detroit to take your payroll check to a liquor store and get it cash. And that happened in District 1, Grand River and Greenfield. A man took his payroll check into a liquor store and got it cash, but he got ambushed. And he was body slammed to the concrete. So a lot of folks don't have bank accounts for whatever reason. And for us to be, try to become or support a cashless community is unacceptable because now we are depriving people of a freedom of choice and that's unacceptable. Well, council we member, deserve, that's one of our constitutional rights. Sure. It's freedom. I I, uh, I understand that there's a lot there uh, and I only have a limited mm -hmm. amount of time with you. So I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I okay. could talk about a lot of that and we could bring you back on to get into some of those things. Absolutely. But getting back to this ordinance and I do appreciate your response. Mm -hmm. You do mention mm -hmm. the market then. If so many people in Detroit have cash, it would seem to me then if you're running a business that's cashless, the response is going to be you don't have access to all of that capital. You don't have access to all those customers. Your mm -hmm. business won't exist much longer. Why can't the market take care of this if there's so many people uh, who would prefer cash? Like maybe I say, I don't go back to Comerica Park. I do something else with my mm -hmm. money. But see, so those venues are a little unique in and of themselves. So you have the Comerica Park, you have Fordfield and LCA. They have kiosks, which we call them um, currency um, exchange or um, a way for you to convert your cash into a debit card. Right. So those are the three major players in this phenomenon, cashless society. Those three. And then you have Plum Market. Now, going back to Plum Market, Plum Market didn't accept cash in Detroit but they accepted cash in Romulus at the airport and they accepted cash in Bloomfield Hills. Mm. So explain that one. So we have to, 
we as the consumers, we control the market. Sure. And so if a business decides that they don't want to accept cash, that's going to impact their business. And, you know, practically every business in Detroit accepts cash. Even the businesses who are members of um, the Metro Black um, Business Alliance that Charity Dean is the president of. Even her business accepts cash, Rosa on Grand River. So I don't understand what the pushback is, but the people spoke loud and clear on right. Tuesday. Well, let me try we to want to use our cash. Let me try to characterize it as best as I can, because well, okay. Uh, well, here's a couple of things. For example, there cool. are exceptions that are listed in the ordinance, including parking lots and garages. Why would parking mm-hmm. lots and garages be exempted, but not other businesses? Because for a very long time, parking lots have not accepted cash. They've accepted like debit cards or they have parking passes or you can pay on a monthly basis. So the law department decided that they were going to exempt those large parking lots because they already have uh, memberships. I guess that's what the law department considered. Um, When you have a monthly pass, it's like a membership. Um, So they were exempt. And there weren't a lot of exemptions. We looked at this very closely, and those were the ones that we knew needed to be exempt from this ordinance. All right, very good. We're going to take a call pretty soon, and the phone number here is 313-577-1019. But speaking of the law department council member, uh, Graham Anderson Mm -hmm. from the city law department said the fine or misdemeanor penalty would be going to the business itself for violation of this law. But uh, businesses aren't people. They can't go to jail And uh, you've been advised by 36th District Court Chief Judge Bill McConnell that fines wouldn't exceed $175, which you acknowledge, $175. So my question would be then with this ordinance, is there really any teeth to enforcing it with the penalties uh, such as they are as listed there? Oh, absolutely. So when I made that statement on on Tuesday about the 175, that's the minimum. The maximum is 500. The 175 is mandatory. $50 attorney's fees, $50 to the victim's victims unit, and then $75 to the state of Michigan. Mm. So those are mandatory with any misdemeanor charge. Got it. Up to $500, um, $500, um, a misdemeanor charge, either 90 or 93 days in jail. So if you go to court because you have been fined because you don't accept cash, I don't know if you're actually going to get that $500 fine if it's like your first offense, mm-hmm. but you will absolutely have to pay at a minimum $175. And who's receiving the fine? Is this the business owner? Is this the retailer? It is the business owner because okay. the business the business is a structure. Mm. It's brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. There is a business owner right. behind the business. Right. The person who actually opened the business at this particular location, it wouldn't be the business itself. It would be the business owner, an individual. Let's get some insight from a caller right now as uh, we go in there. We're going to move into some of these calls right now, starting off with Philip in Royal Oak. Philip, go ahead. You're on Detroit today. Hey, good morning. Um, Just a quick question and one comment. Um, Does the ordinance require businesses that are cash only to accept credit cards? And then uh, the comment with going uh, cashless, um, especially businesses that have tipped workers, it may deter people from tipping in cash, um, and that would not be beneficial for tip workers. So yeah. that's it. Thank Th- you. Thank you, Philip. I Excellent. Do- Go ahead. Excellent question. So what I want us to do is, in our everyday uh, activities, ask a waitress how she wants to receive her tip. Ask her if she wants to receive cash or debit card as a tip. Nine times out of 10, they want cash. 
And then to ask, the gentleman asked me whether or not if a company only wants to accept cash, do they have to accept credit cards? Absolutely not, it's the business choice. This is a cashless ban ordinance. It has nothing to do with restricting people's um, ability to pay with a credit card. If a business is not set up to receive credit cards and only cash, okay. But a business in Detroit has to accept cash. That was the focus there. But one of the things that I was thinking about was uh, really how mm-hmm. big of an issue this is. You mentioned that people want this, but uh, what ends up coming up, you mentioned, of course, the venues, but they have the kiosks where you can get the credit card. So mm-hmm. they're a little bit separate. Plum Market's the mm-hmm. one store that I see here coming up, and it seems like there's a real specific instant incident there uh, because they operated differently in another city. Couldn't we have a more targeted ordinance just against that behavior or maybe larger businesses instead of expanding it to all businesses? Okay, so what this ordinance, it had to do this. We're trying to prevent our city from becoming a cashless city. Got it. Because once you allow one business to get away with something, then it begins to spread. And so we try to catch it on the front end to let everybody know this looks like it may become an issue. It looks like it may be ticking up. So we had to stop it in its tracks at its, at its infant stage. Mm. I believe it was at the infant stage that we were able to tackle this problem with this ordinance. We the- cannot afford a cashless society in the city of Detroit with the residents who live here. Now, what happens outside of the city, that is their problem or their issue. But what happens in the city is my issue as an elected official. Regardless of whether I agree or disagree with the merits of this, Mm -hmm. I do want to celebrate action up front because one thing that I do take issue with is sometimes letting things linger when our representatives, our legislators aren't necessarily proactive about problems that they see. Hey, if you see something coming up, try to address it. So I do have to celebrate uh, that posture as I know we got to let you go, but I am going to just slide in one more call before we let you go take on your day. Uh, Jamel in Detroit. Go ahead. You're on Detroit today. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, two, I guess two quick points. What about the safety issue? I guess a lot of businesses, they don't want to take cash because it keeps their 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 their, 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 their workers safe and it keeps the customers safe. That way, because if, if, if someone wants to rob the store, I'm not going to rob them because they don't have any cash. And if you have like a uh, cash app, the credit card, you can go to a Speedway gas station, a 7-Eleven and load your card that way. And then you have a debit card. So if people have money, there are ways to load debit cards and you can, you know, not use cash. I think it's a safety issue. I really do. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm totally against what the, uh, the councilwoman proposed, the bill. I'm, I'm totally against it. You know, that's my comment. I appreciate the comment. I present the question yeah. to you. What about the safety concerns, Council? Okay, so there's always been a safety issue since this country was founded. We've accepted currency. And so to say that now all of a sudden there's a safety issue, those safety issues are everywhere throughout society, whether you accept cash or not. Some people will rob you thinking you have cash and you have nothing. Some people will rob a business thinking they have cash on the premises and they have nothing. So his argument is a false argument from the start. So we people have, all, businesses have always accepted cash, but since COVID, it became an issue, but there was no evidence to even prove that cash, that the COVID virus was being trans um, transmitted by touching cash that a person who had the, um, the virus touched before you touched it. There was really, really no um, evidence to prove that, but it gave some businesses uh, a way to use the argument 
to not accept cash. Yeah. But that gentleman, Jamal, his argument is false because we've always accepted cash and the safety issue is, has always been an issue. Whether you accept cash or not, safety is always an issue in any business that you um, that you run. Thank you, Jamel. And we're going to have to end it there. Council member, thank you so much for your time and joining thank us you. on Detroit Today. It's been my pleasure. When we return, we're going to take a look at the other side of the argument when we're joined by Charity Dean, a business leader in Detroit. You're listening to Detroit Today, 1019 WDET. For news that impacts your community, music that moves your soul, and conversations that matter. W. D-E-T. Detroit's NPR station. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Nick Austin, filling in for Stephen Henderson as we look into a new ordinance that was just passed in Detroit by City Council unanimously requiring food and retail business establishments accept cash in Detroit. Uh, that will go into effect in September. We just spoke with Council Member Angela Whitfield Calloway about why she sponsored the new law, but not everybody is completely on board or thinks that it's necessarily a good idea, including our next guest, who is the president and Chief Executive Officer of the Metro Detroit Black Business Alliance, Charity Dean. Welcome back to Detroit Today. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you because I know you've expressed some concerns about this uh, law. But as I mentioned, City Council voted for it unanimously. So what do you think they're getting wrong with this one? Um, lots of things. Um, here's the here's the issue. Um, we just came out of a global pandemic, not five years ago, barely three years ago. I mean, we were in the trenches of a global pandemic. During that global pandemic, I was uh, leading the city's small business response as the director of civil rights before I launched this new organization that I run. One of the things we did was help businesses transition from being cash reliant uh, to being digital. In fact, we spent money in programs to help businesses understand the importance of being digital. So imagine the hypocrisy now that as a city helps folks stop being cash and help folks get digital uh, during a pandemic to now say, if you decide to continue on that path and be cashless, we're going to criminally uh, penalize you. Um, I think there's so many things wrong with the ordinance. First of all, it does not solve a problem. I'm going to tell you why. Most businesses as, as already accept cash. It's, it's a solution in search of a problem. And you're right, there is a plum market situation, but we have to understand that, right? Like, that's a real thing. City councilwoman went to the plum market to get a sandwich, could not use cash. And so now, as a result, every small business, every business in the city of Detroit is banned from being cashless. And then, you know, there's an the argument of there are people that are unbanked and there are people that lack digital access. And guess what? As a result of this ordinance, they're still unbanked and they still lack digital access. We as city council will come up with policies or programs to help folks get connected to digital access to actually close the digital divide. They said, no, we asked for a delay in the vote so that we could work out the policy piece so there's not a criminal misdemeanor attached to this policy. They said, no. Um, I think this was an easy way to say, hey, we did something for, you know, 
uh, people who we might consider poor, but in fact, they've not changed one person's uh, situation. Um, and so it's really, really bad policy. It looks good on its face, but its implementation, it has, it's going to have lasting effects, and it, it's really unfortunate. Charity, I appreciate the responses there. You raise points about um, the penalties associated, which I understand your concerns there. You also raise uh, points about, I guess what I'm getting at is uh, to the extent that Penalties, yes, those are always a little bit rough in terms of mechanisms. I want to dig a little bit deeper, though, into the merits of the argument that businesses, uh, whether they should or should not be required to accept cash. One of the things you said is that people who are unbanked will still be without access. And even though we should still work, I don't think anyone's saying we shouldn't work to provide more access to banking for people. It still exists that there's predatory schemes. You, I'm sure, know people who aren't so uh, happy with bank and credit card companies because of transaction fees that can happen with that. With these cashless apps, there was just a notice that went out from the Consumer uh, Financial Protection Bureau about the fact that your uh, your funds on those services aren't insured, FDIC insured, so you risk losing that. For a lot of people, they choose not to be banked. Why should they have to not be allowed to use their cash if that's the way that they choose to in these businesses? Yeah, so that's a, I think that's the misunderstanding um, of, of my point sure. here. I think I'm, all, I'm a pro-choice, right? right? I think consumers should be able to use the tender they want if they want to use cash app, which many, many people that are unbanked they still have digital access. They're using Cash App, they're using Zelle, they're using uh, PayPal, uh, they're using Apple Pay. Um, but it, it, people get to make choices, right? Yeah. And business owners are people too. Small businesses are making choices every day for, what, for what's best for their customers, what's best for their employees, and what's best for their business. And guess what? These small business owners are often like, it's almost as if like some humans get to make choices, but other humans don't. And so that's why I, when we looked at this ordinance, we don't know one small business owner that does not want to take money. Mm. So no one is trying to, to lose a customer here. As a matter of fact, most small business owners take a myriad um, of uh, types of tender because we want to make sure that we can get a customer any way that they want to pay. This is there is there's no problem. There is not a real issue outside of the plum market scenario. And I'm telling you, like I'm real Detroit, right? I'm from the Detroit West Side all day. I know I have family, I have friends, I know folks that um, reach every uh, spectrum of the income uh, barrier. And even look, I was downtown, and there was someone asking for money, and and they said, or like, no, I don't have anything. And he said, I got cash app, right? And that's a real thing. So we, we cannot just make or make these assumptions about how people are operating today in 2023 and just assume that there's this huge population that does not have access to anything. Um, and even if that were the case, then I would say, well, why is this um, ordinance so restrictive? If that was really the case and you really had over 100,000 people that only operate out of cash and they don't have digital access, then let's look at who this ordinance actually targets. Because there are so many other places that can be cashless, and there are no penalties. It's so funny, you know, when you're listening to public comment, folks were saying, well, I can go, you know, I went down to Little Caesars Arena, um, and, you know, I, they're, they requ- they're cashless. And so, well, Little Caesars Arena has to have kiosks. But guess what? Those parking lots, they still get to be cashless. So this is not, a, we're not trying to create a cashless Detroit. If that were the case, there would not be so many exceptions. The irony is the people that are most impacted by this, 
your, your big stadiums, they're going to be able to afford the kiosk. Parking lot owners, they're not even mentioned. It is retail and food establishments. It is the small businesses that are often overlooked. It is the small businesses that this absolutely targets. Um, it, it's very, very interesting and highly unfortunate. We're speaking with Charity Dean, who is the president and chief executive officer of the Metro Detroit Black Business Alliance. But we want to speak with you as well. Do you still use cash or have you gone cashless? Let us know why either way. And do you think businesses should be required to accept cash? Is this law pro-consumer or anti-business? Do you think the market should decide or are these protections even necessary? And have you had experience where you weren't able to make a purchase using cash? Give us a call. 313-577-1019. Again, 313-577-1019. And we can work you into the conversation like we're doing right now with Ed. Go ahead, Detroit. You're on Detroit today. Yes. Um, As I understand it, there is no federal law or rule that requires any retailer to accept United States currency. And I'm curious as to whether the city has looked and to see whether whether rules of this sort have been ever tested in the courts. Um, I haven't looked into it myself, but just off the top of my head, it seems to me it's probably unconstitutional. Hmm. You know, it's interesting you say that, Ed. Uh, I appreciate that call to the extent that uh, there's no federal law on it. I don't know of a constitutional law that would prevent a city from requiring someone to take cash. That seems a little I don't I, I suspect that that would be OK, but it is something that we would have to no, look, I mean, into, look into. Go ahead, Cherry. Yeah, I guess the question, the question is valid. Yes, there are other cities that have done this. His point is, has anyone sued on this and is this valid? Like, when you determine the constitutionality of something, uh, you've got to basically, we've got to litigate the issue and see, is this, you know, government overreach? Um, especially for me, uh, the, the fact that there's a criminal misdemeanor attached to this, right? So if I'm a small business owner and we've got, you know, we have small business owners that were robbed, you know, someone talked about safety. Right. And, and again, there is not a, a requirement to accept cards or, or to, you know, there's not a requirement on the other end to accept all forms. It's just one form. Wow. And if a business owner, for a number of reasons, I've only got one person working at the store, maybe my staff, yeah. I've got issues with my staffing. If a business owner makes that decision, there is a criminal misdemeanor attached to that. Well, that so would whether be or not that has for, been tested. For the business owner. So I guess, yeah, that's the question. What's the, the consti- owner, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the constitutional question? What's the constitutionality? Question? Yeah. No, yeah, no. The question, the, the, the what's the constitutional issue? Because I'm just not seeing it. Like, are, is there a specific amendment that well, you're looking? It could looking- be two. Go ahead. It could be two. It could be: Does government have power to restrict a business uh, that business decision? That's the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the, the second one is is that the constitutionality of a criminal charge because of this also government uh, that could be uh, overreach. All right. Well, but, I mean, I. Yeah, All right. you know, we, we would have to see. Well, we will uh, let the constitutional scholars uh, <laughs> look through that one as we move now to John on the east side. Go ahead. You're on Detroit Today. Hi. So I have a question about parking. I, I didn't hear the whole conversation, but I, I just want my observation is that it's almost impossible to park anywhere um, with cash anymore downtown. And I, I just I, I've been told, uh, well, there's a couple of things. A, there's a certain uh, <clears throat> titan that is taking over all the parking uh, downtown, and the, the 
the rates of parking have increased so much mm. that uh, the very low-paid workers are suspect of uh, perhaps putting some of that in their pocket. And mm. so it kind of complicates the issues a little mm. bit, but... Uh, just wonder what the what is going on with the parking issue. Well, I can tell you specifically related to this ordinance, John, that parking lots were exempted, so they can uh, remain card only. Isn't that so. <laughs> the irony? But yes, parking lots are not. You can actually be a cashless parking lot. Yeah. Um, and city council doesn't mind that. Very good, and thank you for your call there, uh, John. As we move next over to Lorenzo in Clinton Township, go ahead. You're on Detroit today. Hello. Hi yeah, there. I kind of agreed with the councilwoman. Now, I do not agree that everything should be exempt or anyone should be exempt from it. Um, I would agree that it may not be an issue now. Maybe not a lot of people are, are having this issue or so. I mean, if they're not digital, then you wouldn't really know if they're having an issue or not because they're not online. They're not really in person. They're only doing cash. Mm. But I, I would assume that uh, the parking lots, I think they should also be exempt in cash. I mean, they normally do. I don't know a lot. I mean, I know she, she said something about membership and them having membership. Mm-hmm. But if if you accepted cash, you can still accept card and have a membership. So yeah. regardless of how you're doing things, I think I don't think this bill is really a disagreement negatively or positively in this instance as of now. But I would think it would be positive if we do, moving forward, want to go all digital. Because mm-hmm. there, what's the point of cash at that point, you know? And then there's so many people run into credit card issues or fraud. I mean, if fraud is just on a uh, continued on-client yeah. when it comes to that. And if you push out only digital, I mean, you're only going to have more and more people get hit with fraud. Right, I mean, right. that's kind of how I, I think about it. I, uh, I, I appreciate that, Lorenzo. Yeah. And I'm jumping in just because I know, Charity, that you, I don't have forever with you. But I do want to present Lorenzo's point to you and a little bit more on it, because when we were discussing Cash App earlier, uh, I know a lot of people have access to it. But my point was a little bit more uh, along the lines of what Lorenzo was saying with fraud, with these fees, uh, with uh, potentially losing funds that are on these Cash App servitives, because, again, they are not FDIC insured. My thing yeah. is just more, you talk about choice. What about the choice not to have to use Cash App? I know people have access, but if you don't want to because you're afraid of fraud, because you're afraid of these things, uh, what do you say to people who say, I want the choice not to have to use those applications? I agree with them. I, I think you, I, that's my, my point is that mm-hmm. everyone should make the choice uh, that is best for them, including business owners. And I would love for city council to say, you know what, we, you know, we want people to be able to use cash. And so let's think of creative ways that we can incentivize businesses mm-hmm. to accept cash. Right. So everything doesn't have to be a ban with criminal penalties is my only issue. Yeah. My issue is not the purpose of the ordinance. But the intent of the ordinance, I actually agree with it. I, I'm, I'm a small business owner. We accept cash. But my the issue is that when you take an issue um, such as uh, the cashless and, and being able to be accessible for people that operate with cash, and then you criminalize those and make other choices, then it's not about choice. Mm. So I agree. I think, you know, city council could really uh, do the, the Detroiters a, a better service if we say how else can we deal with this issue? How else can we look at the policies to make sure that everyone has access to the businesses that they need using the tenders that they choose? That's my issue. It is not the fact uh, that we want to promote people that, that, that are using cash and relying on cash to continue that. That's not an issue. My issue is that we decided to criminally penalize business owners who want to make uh, 
their own choices. Hearing well. you loud and clear, Charity, you're a fan of using the carrot, not necessarily the stick, incentivizing people to do what you want, not punishing them for doing something that That's you exactly prefer. Right. And Charity, I also know that you have work to do and I can't keep you forever. So thank you so <laughs> much for joining us right now on Detroit Today. Thank you. Have a good day. When we can turn on Detroit today, we will continue with your calls and hear from another business leader who has questions about this ordinance. Are you a fan? Are you not? Do you use cash? Have you gone cashless? Do you believe this law is pro-consumer or anti-business? We'll hear from you and continue the conversation as Detroit Today continues. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Nick Austin filling in for Stephen Henderson, having a wonderful conversation about the new ordinance that will be affecting Detroiters in September. The move to require retail and food establishments to accept cash. Not currently an issue at the moment. Now, I mean, you're not required to do that, but in September you will be passed unanimously uh, in city council. But how do you feel about it? We're getting your responses right now. Starting off with Joe in Rochester. Go ahead. You're on Detroit today. I had a question around what's, what's the cost uh, for uh, changing out the checkout kiosks that, are, uh, that don't take cash. I mean, what, what's the cost to the uh, business? Um, and what's the cost to the loss, um, you know, loss, loss of revenue there? I know more than once I've gone through a checkout and it didn't take cash, and I just uh, didn't make the transaction. So, uh, you know, what's what's the, what's up? Have they considered this? You know, that's a very interesting question. And stay on the line there, Joe, because one of the things I, I know is that at least at the uh, Little Caesars Arena, for you to get the card, if you want it only had cash, um, that you can do that without a transaction or at least cost to the consumer. Now, I don't know what that costs the business. And I also know when I was at Comerica Park, nobody told me about that option. So I didn't even know that could have been a thing. But maybe our next guest has some insight into that. It's Danielle North, who is an entrepreneur in the city of Detroit. Danielle, thanks for joining us here on Detroit Today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Fantastic. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to ask you about Joe's question in just a moment. But before we get there, I do want to give you an opportunity to tell us what concerns you have or how you consider this new law as an entrepreneur in the city. What's your perspective? Yeah, so um, I've owned a business, actually the first indoor playground in the city of Detroit, which is also a licensed child care center. It's Kids Kingdom uh, Child Care and Party Center. And we um, actually have been a cashless business for the past four years. Um, and we don't accept cash uh, for safety purposes for our business. Um, we are an all-woman staff. And most of our parents who drop off are women. We do have some dads who do drop off and pick up. Uh, but our, our moms are pr- primarily the drop-off um, folks and it's for safety purposes we don't want folks coming in and out with cash and as a business owner I don't want to have to run back and forth to the bank with cash and so 
that's both a safety mechanism and also actually an administrative mechanism for us. We, we're a small team, uh, so we just don't have the flexibility and time for the bank runs in mm. addition to it being a safety issue. You know, I have some thoughts about that also, many, but before I get into mine, I do want to ask you, I don't know if you've looked into what Joe and Rochester was talking about in terms of kiosks or anything like that. Do you have any idea of how those kiosks run and uh, any chance of uh, whether they charge the business? How do they make their money? Yeah, I'm actually That's at fair. a loss on that That's one fair. simply because, I mean, as a small business that has recovered or, if you will, made it through covid uh, we've been keenly focused on trying to keep our business open. Sure. So any kind of added cost, particularly mm-hmm. something like a kiosk, or actually lately I've been really just disenchanted a bit with city council in terms of the number of ordinances um, or pushes that they've tried to put forth that will cause mm-hmm. more undue stress or burden or, or cost for small businesses. I, I I don't know how much those kiosks right. cost. Who Who is going to pay for this? Fair. I don't have the money. I understand, Danielle. We got a lot of calls, so I'm going to work on getting through some of those. As Joe and Rochester, again, thank you for your call there. Sure. We're going to move now over to Mace in Detroit. Mace, go ahead. You're on Detroit today. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? Doing well. Go ahead. So real quick, I just want to say I disagree uh, with everything that's going on. I think that everyone <clears throat> excuse me, should have an option to pay on how they want to pay. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, does it, you know, should should everyone know that I got a coffee this morning at a certain place or anything mm. like that? That's where it's going to. Uh, the writing's on the wall. A lot of people won't see it, but you can see it in other countries and in other uh, other places where they have adopted that. It's not good for the consumer. It is not good for uh, the business owners at all. The, the city of Detroit cannot, you know, no, no, no. You know, no, no, no offense here, but we can. The city of Detroit cannot run to the beat of, of, of you know, the heartbeat of a, of a child care center. Well, you know what I mean. Is, so then, you're advocating. Just so I'm clear, you're advocating for. You say that cash should be required for businesses to accept. Absolutely. Okay. I, we should. We should be able to go. I should be able to pay everyone in, in gold if I had to. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, no one needs to know what anyone's business is, and that's what it is. It is just an overreach of the yeah. government. In, 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 in less than 10 years, they will take their taxes from you without you, you even having to, you know, uh, uh, apply for it. Yeah, or yeah. You know, that, that's where it's going. I appreciate that point, Mace, because I think one thing we think about in this society now, the uh, loss of anonymity, you know, the ability to just, you know, pay for something in cash. Now with these transactions and data losses with credit card companies and things, your information isn't necessarily as secure as you would hope for. So I do appreciate that point, Mace. Moving through other callers, because again, we have a bunch of them. Uh, go ahead, Lynn in Detroit. You're on Detroit today. Good morning. Um, I agree with the councilwoman. Um, what's the problem with the choice of cash? I personally don't want cash app or whatever the other little options are. And I don't want my every purchase tracked by creditors, government, never. I prefer to use cash. So I should have a choice to use the U.S. legal tender to make my purchase. And sometimes there's, there's a fee to use the other options. They're complaining about, oh, it costs me extra money. Well, it costs the person, the individual, extra money every time you make a purchase. Mm. You know, if you use the other options, you may, if you have cash, you're going to spend whatever cash you have. Yeah, yeah. If you have credit, 
you may overspend and like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Too late now. Yeah. You know, I want to jump in on this, Lynn, again, because we have a lot of callers. And I do want to cycle you back in here, Danielle, because I completely appreciate your point about uh, trying to make it as a small business. And we know it's very taxing. And by going cashless, you can lower your administrative costs. But there is an argument also that what we have here is offsetting the burden of different costs, whether it goes to the consumer or whether it goes to the business. So what would you say to people like Lynn who might say, well, wait a second, now this added cost that's normally borne by a business is now being borne on me, including uh, needing to give up my privacy. What response would you have to that? Yeah, I actually think that this is a very interesting discussion about choice. I mean, I hear the consumers calling and saying, it's my choice, it's my choice. And that is just, it's almost cringy to me. Mm. I'm sorry, because my choice is not being considered in any of this. Uh, my choice to accept or not. I mean, just the idea of uh, this gentleman, and I mean, these are the kind of calls that were being made into city council. The gentleman said, if he wants to pay in gold, he should be able to pay in gold. Well, how am I going to convert that gold? And I know this is an outrageous example, but it still goes back to the main point that we have here. How do I then take that goal and, and make it be of use to me as a business? Who decided that? Um, you know, the old adage, the customer is, is always right. Um, I don't know who came up with that. <laughs> Probably <laughs> but, a customer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that it just puts me in a difficult place because now we're saying small business owners don't have uh, don't have rights. Yeah. And so I think uh, Charity mentioned earlier, and I should also mention that I am a member of Metro Detroit Black Business Alliance, yes. and I'm also on the board and you know we're trying to advocate for small business owners because we have rights as well and so um i i don't know how we choose here and i and i agree with charity my business is a very uh interesting case um and but there are small businesses you know who aren't just daycares yeah. who don't accept cash um but the ones who you guys are speaking about they're not going to be hurt because they can afford to make these changes or have already made these changes. Now, when you talk about the consumer, um, I don't charge fees when you use your credit card, like maybe the gas station. So there's going to be a, an additional administrative fee if you're using your car. We don't do that. And I honestly, it's, it, again, that's another thing that's the business owner's choice. But I do think that's where you meet the consumer halfway and you don't charge them fees using their card. I would not do that. That's what's coming on here. It's the tension between where is that line? And as we work through that, thank you, Lynn, in Detroit. We're going to move to Scott and Westland. Go ahead. You're on Detroit today. Uh, hello. Hey, go well, ahead. Yeah. I just looked at, hello? Go ahead. I just looked at the front of a, of a dollar bill and it says, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. So to quote the B-52s, they laid down the law in Mesopotamia. You know, it's a uh, and I guess if you look elsewhere, there's also that phrase, it's also guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the United States of America. You've been hearing a lot about the full faith and credit. Yeah. But yes, basically it says on every dollar bill that it's legal tender for all debts, public or private. And uh, that's simple. Somebody was calling in and asking, well, where does it say that I have, I have to accept cash? Uh -huh. Well, right there on the dollar bill. Very good, Scott. I appreciate that point. As uh, we are on Detroit Today, 1019 WDET, give us a call. Share with us your perspective as we close out the show. Uh, 313-577-1019. Actually, I got Frank in Detroit right now. Frank, go ahead. You're on Detroit Today. 
Hello. Yeah. So I kind of I see it on both sides. Mm. I kind of agree with the lady in uh, that's, that's speaking now. I'm not the congresswoman. The lady speaking now, as in having to. I think it's more. This should it should be more towards big businesses than smaller businesses because even the big businesses, the kiosks, smaller businesses doesn't have kiosks. They don't have you convert your money into some form of payment that's only related to that business specifically. And if I, for example, I kind of went to the airport and I couldn't spend my $100 cash to purchase uh, for my baggage, mm. I had to specifically go to the kiosk, transfer my money into the card, and give them that card in order to make purchase, which was ridiculous to me. I had the cash sitting right here. You can't accept it? Okay, fine. Not only with that, I had a – it was only – I only needed – you know, $50. I had to put $60 in in order to do it because they only accept five cents and 20s. So now I have a $5 on this card that I'm not going to go back to the airport with for a reason. Now I just lost, you know, five or however much money uh, for using that kiosk. But I do agree with the lady that it shouldn't be targeted towards specifically small businesses. However, um, I don't think it's, yeah. it, it isn't a, the, the, the issue. I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on. No, but no, it's it our, that uh, they're yeah. both they're both, you know, having the right by by putting the bill in place. You're you're relate. You're you're telling the world that it is an issue. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is. And right now, it isn't an issue. But if there was an issue, yeah. then I can understand yeah. the bill I, coming into play I, because it's not an issue. I very much appreciate it, Frank. We're gonna have to move on, though. As like I said, we're coming up on the close of the show, and I want to give Danielle. We got about thirty seconds left. I want to just give you an opportunity uh, to respond to that and get your take. I mean, this is basically what I'm getting at here. The tension is between where is the line between what's fair for consumers and what's fair for business owner. Uh, you've thought about this a lot. Where do you think that line should be? Where it used to be? Or is there another alternative that you have? Yeah, I think that, uh, as Charity stated earlier, that no business is wanting to turn away customers. But I think with any uh, you know type of decision that you make, everything isn't for everybody. And so maybe my business isn't for you, and I don't see that in an angry or mean manner. Maybe my business isn't for you if we can't come to a happy medium on what works for uh, you know my business. I would I would not charge a consumer additional fees for using their card. Um, but also for my business and for the safety of my staff who come first, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to put my staff in danger. I'm not going to put them in an uncomfortable or uncompromising situation. We're a small shop. And so I just want customers to meet us halfway. That's the halfway point. Yeah. I won't charge, um, but I also can't accept the cash. And I really want to thank that last caller because yeah. it was looking a little gloom and doom <laughs> no, there for us both for the small There are lots order. of <laughs> perspectives. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us on Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Have a great one. That's going to do it for this conversation. You're listening to 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to tell people about it. The podcast is available for you to download. See us tomorrow when we look at ChatGPT, the pros and cons of artificial intelligence. I'll see you again tomorrow.